sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is Patrick Riccardi. And John Elliott will be on after this, I guess. We're doing something different this week, and uh, we're having our own... We're not really having a conversation, we're just talking, and then uh, you can listen to both of us and see who wins. Well, I don't think we're going to do it that way. Anyway, this week it's Colbert versus Colbert. Just talking about the first week. I'm just talking about the... John will talk about the first week. I'm just talking about the first episode of uh, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And spoiler alert, I loved it. And spoiler alert, if it's the same every every week and it doesn't get better, I won't love it. Because I did have some problems with it. But overall, I loved it. I think a good a, a good way to get into it if you haven't watched it yet. Well, this is airing on... or I don't know when you're listening to it, but the show's been on for at least a week by the time you listen to this. So you it's too late now. You probably have no way of watching the first episode. But anyway, I'm really glad I watched the episode of Impact that Colbert did during the summer because I I think it really made me appreciate him more and I already appreciated him a lot. So anyway, let's talk about what I liked about this first episode and what it feels like he's trying to do with this new show and I, I hope I'm right and it would be really cool if it went like that. And did I say this is weird, talking to myself with John not uh, responding to me and telling me I'm an idiot? I, I miss it, John. I gotta tell you. Okay, I'll just go through my pros and cons a little bit. First pro I wrote down for the episode was Stephen Colbert. He was filled with joy, as he always is. I don't know if you guys have ever seen him interviewed on other shows, but he's just, it seems so authentic, his his happiness, when he's when he's talking about non-entertainment things and he's not fully on. And, and, you know, he's a great actor, so he might always be fully on. But I saw him on an episode of The View, and he was just doing little usual give and take and it was it was pretty good but then Barbara Walters or Rosie O'Donnell or one of the people asked him about his mother and his face just lit up with a smile and he talked about her and I that's what I like about him that he's able to just share his joy and that's what was great just right out of the out of the bat I mean after the awesome intro with uh, singing the national anthem and having John Stewart say play ball, which was so cute and so awesome and so perfect for their relationship, which might be a great romance, I guess, if you're into those kind of, uh, I forget what it's called when you combine two words. I think it's called, uh, when I do it, I think it's called idiotic. But anyway, that was great. Uh, thank you, John Stewart, for being awesome. And then, But when he comes out and he's just dancing and, and spinning and having fun with John Patiste, it was just so neat. And I think Colbert... Just his presence is, is fun. So definitely pro is... the. I guess that's good to have the star of the show be a pro. Uh, let's see. First con, I'm, I'm not big on the audience saying Steven, Steven, Steven. That worked for uh, Colbert Report, but I don't think it works for this show quite as well. It kind of... But I it does work for the very first episode, so I'm not going to complain about it yet. Um, let's go back to pros. Another pro was the monologue. I thought it was good. There's some good jokes in there, and it's he's not a stand-up, but he did stand up really well. I I mean, he made fun of himself when he sat down, said it's really hard to stand up. You got to work on your legs. But you know, he's a funny guy, and he did that well. I I don't I don't know that it's necessary to always have a monologue, but that's the way talk shows are nowadays. And I think anyone who thought Colbert was going to come out and do something entirely different 
was misguided and it's it would be hard for him to do something totally different so you can't expect that but i i'm going to talk about it more but i do think he's doing small things different and i think it's 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 going to be neat to see where he goes with it but the monologue was great i have no problems with that uh let's go to a con it's 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 a shame i was trying to go back and forth but my pros far far outweigh the cons i i I imagine you're not surprised by how much great things i say about colbert but they don't uh what was my first i'm i'm very sorry for being slow but i can't read my writing um okay i i can't do that con yet well let's let's just go for a general con for the whole episode i did not like the editing it just seemed really kind of things were cut off midway through and it, it was not it was not as smooth as you'd expect it, and it made the show feel i think when the editing on a talk show is done well it makes the show feel live ironically when it's not done well it's it's pretty obvious it was pre-taped and i've read today that it was two hours of of content that they had to cut down to an hour and and some change so i think for a first episode they had they tried to pack too much in there which is good if they would have had more time to to do it but it was bad because they didn't have so much time i think they gave them an extra 10 minutes 10 minutes or so but not really as much as they needed so you know for this episode i did not like the editing i hope that improves now let's go back to pros because they're much more fun to talk about i'm probably talking too fast well, that's the way it goes. It's not a speech, and if you didn't hear me, just go back. And if you did, if you care, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, oh, so that's the the pro is half of the Clooney the Clooney interview was awesome. It was a lot of fun. The, the, the decision strike was was incredible. That was great. A really fun little skit that they had to do, and and Clooney jumped in with 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 great vigor, and I liked that. But this is going back to the editing. A lot of it seemed a little bit disjointed. And uh, Colbert asked him about Darfur, and, and Clooney gave a great answer. And, and and I don't know if the next question was edited out or if, if Colbert just jumped because of nervousness to another subject. But it was just like, okay, you got to talk about that. Let's talk about your marriage now. It was just kind of a little bit jagged, and uh, so it it didn't it it landed a little flat that part of the interview. There was other parts where it felt good. It just didn't feel like uh, as off as. It just didn't feel as fun as some interviews can feel. And I don't know if that's Clooney's fault, and I don't think it is. I don't know if it's Colbert's fault. It probably is in this limited circumstance. I'll say he didn't do a great job for the whole interview. But for most of it, he did do a good job, especially the distance strike. And that leads to the con. Half the Clooney interview was not good. It was just kind of okay. Uh, and uh, let's, uh, let's stay on two cons in a row. Half the Clooney interview wasn't good. And the camera, and part of what made it not good was the camera angles. It Again... The editing made it seem like it was a tape show, and it is a tape show, I realize that. You can't change that, but you can make it seem more vibrant and more full of life and more live by the way you edit it and the way you angle the camera. So the camera angles at some points made it seem like, Col- and I don't think he was, but it made it seemed like they were re-recording Colbert's questions later because it was just him framed in the screen and, and uh, you didn't, couldn't see Clooney at all. And that was a little weak, and it really made it feel like low production value and and made it kind of feel like comedy central production value but first episode i have you know it's all these cons are forgiven um let's go back to pros oh i love that he was his own announcer being his own announcer is so much fun and it's just (laughs) it it there's a little thing that I'm thinking about. He he seemed a little nervous before before he was his own announcer a little bit during the monologue he seemed a little nervous but it's, it's just so neat. Um, 
what was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, I'm done with cons. I have a lot of pros to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about how I felt like the whole theme of the show, and I hope it's a theme that's overriding for the entire series, is the artificial versus real. And talk shows in general are artificial constructs made to sell movies or sell whatever the person coming on is is wanting to sell that week. TV show, premieres, books, blah, 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 whatever. And But they're trying to make us feel like this is an authentic conversation between the host and the guest. And these questions aren't pre-planned and all that stuff. And we all know they are pre-planned, but sometimes they're, they can give the, you know, the the vision of of it being a real realistic interview and this is really happening and these things aren't planned ahead and the good Jay Leno and Letterman were able to make it seem like that but it's mostly there is no surprises on the show to the people working on the show and what I love about this episode of Colbert is they played with that so much and what I I'm really hoping for is that he plays with it throughout the life of the of the show that you know he used to have his his conservative arch conservative Colbert character and I I feel like this is his talk show character. I don't think we'll ever see the real Colbert but you know we'll see pieces bits and pieces and that's all the bits and pieces we see are so authentic and filled with joy that they make us happy and they make us enjoy seeing it but I think now he's playing the talk show character and he's doing little bits inside the show to to expose not expose but just kind of play with the fact that hey i know this isn't real you know this isn't real let's let's all have fun together so i think it starts from the intro that intro is magical it's so much fun but it's it's not real and it doesn't it 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 makes you know that it's not real it's like here's here's a vision of new york city skyline well no it's a model here's a vision of some trains going by nope it's a model oh here's stephen colbert on the roof not really so I think, in that, so on the one level, it's just a pretty, really do, well done animation and, and like very fun. But on the other level, it's just playing with this artificial versus reality that the talk shows do. And the, the second one is uh, in the interview with Clooney, where he gives him the gift from Tiffany's, where I do not know you. It's it's the same thing. He's like, okay, here's an interview where I had to pretend I know the person I'm interviewing, but let's 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 tell the audience we're not pretending. We 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 know we're pretending. I mean, we we're, we're not pretending, but we know we are pretending. So here's a gift, and I, I thought that was a lot of fun, and and it goes with my artificial versus real thesis for this episode. I you know, I watched the episode a couple hours ago, and this is what I came up with. So please, be, feel free to poke holes in it, and that's okay. It's just fast. Uh, the third thing that that made me think about that was oh, during the Clooney interview. I don't have any any movies to to, to promote, so uh, let's make one up. Decision Strike. We have a clip. That was just, that was classic. That was, and that's exactly what I was I was talking about. How it's uh, it's a it, it's it's poking fun at the artificial versus real. This is not a real interview, but it is a real interview, and this is not a real clip. But it, hey, we put this clip together. So it, okay, I I guess I ran that into the ground, but. Uh, that's what I'm thinking on that. Uh, what else did What else happened in this episode that I enjoyed? The oh, so he's sitting down. He's oh, I love the the Letterman call back to Letterman t- talking about how he not only was he not taking over for Letterman, but because it's impossible because Letterman's such a giant. But the way he led it with a joke, with uh, I'm I wouldn't be here without Biff Henderson. That that's a great joke. It's it's a great joke for fans of Letterman because we all love Biff Henderson. But it's a great joke in that. Letterman would not want to be the first person talked about, so I think it it works on both levels, and and it was funny. I, of course, that's the most important thing for these sorts of things. And another thing that was funny was the whole 
mentalist with Las, Las Moonves. It's it's hard to say Las Moonves without thinking about the episode of 30 Rock where... Uh, can't remember the character. This is typical. Too bad John's not here. Anyway, you know, <laughs> the page has has Les Moonves' ear, and he's 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 shopping things to other networks, and it turns out Les Moonves is a guy, a homeless guy, who has a vest with moons on it. Anyway, Les Moonves is in the audience in front of a, a machine that has one side light show, other side mentalist, and he can he can turn the mentalist on anytime he wants, and that's a great joke, and it was explored well. Not as many times during the episode as I expected, but maybe the other times were cut out since they filmed two hours of, of content. Um, let's talk about when he's describing... Oh, here we go. Another thing, artificial versus real, where... the And another... Th- th- uh, narcissism. He talked about it where when Jeb Bush came out and said, I didn't expect to see so many pictures of you. The Colbert character from the Colbert Report and Colbert himself, you know, who knows how far apart they are, but he didn't waste time in putting his face all over Ed Sullivan's studio, and I was surprised by that, but now it cracks me up on second thought. I, and I like that, and speaking of that, not speaking of as much about, the, that's again, that goes to the talk show character he's creating for for artificial versus real, but to go back just to, to the throwbacks to the Colbert Report, I love that the Captain America's, uh, shield came with him and I love that the the pennant and that's a great a really cutting joke that he used with the pennant that I think kind of passed by really quickly and I think that's what's great about Colbert he can do that kind of joke that just uh it's stu- it's a silly joke but it's it's also a serious joke that civil civil rights just got the pennant that year racism won the world series and it's just like it's cutting and it's good and it, ex- having it to explain a joke doesn't make it funny but having it to ex- explain a joke why you liked it does so anyway uh other things i liked the i wrote something down and i'm sure you're interested in how bad my handwriting is but i cannot read it in this light because i'm sitting in the dark might be part of it so let me turn the light on oh doesn't help any my handwriting is terrible so uh emp 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 pact impact let's talk about that a little bit i talked about how it was great i was really glad to watch that beforehand because it was referenced in this episode which was so much fun i really it seemed like he had a fun time on that show and i liked that he gave them a a, a 10 millisecond nod and when he's introducing the the new studio and he says the tv behind me is i can make it so i'm any place in the world and then this this tv behind the guest this is when i can get bored i can watch tv and then he turns the TV on, and it's a little sports. It's a cat's fighting, which was my f- absolute favorite part of the Impact episode. And it just cracked me up at the time. And then seeing it again cracked me up yet again. And then you want to watch news, and then it's the two hosts from the, the public access show. So they got their 15 milliseconds of fame, and I, I'm sure they enjoyed it, and I'm sure they watched this episode. And this let's go back to the national anthem. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but not only was that great for the, the Jon Stewart cameo, which was really fun and unexpected and the way that was one of the best editing of the entire episode i guess because it was pre-taped probably months ago is is uh colbert looking and said hey aren't you and then cutting immediately just made it so much funny and i think a lot of people didn't pick up on that being i mean plenty of people did i'm not some kind of genius but plenty of people didn't that makes the joke funnier that they didn't they didn't like focus on it for 15 minutes or anything like that they just a quick throwaway cameo was perfect and uh, where was it going? Oh, the, the, having him sing in all the different parts of the country, and I, 
I'm guessing it's just to say, hey, I can, I'm, I'm down with every part of the country, not just New York, but also it was cute and it was fun seeing the people's reaction who sang with him. And when he bowled the strike and the woman who was just staring at the camera with no expression looks, gives him a high five and just kind of is gleeful. I think that's, that's, that's my explanation of, of Colbert. He makes people gleeful. That's one of the reasons I like him so much. I'd like to sign up and get tickets this for this show. It looks like there's lots of people there, so it shouldn't be too hard, but I'm, I know it is. Um, so we're get, the national anthem was great, and then you get into the show, and what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, something that's very stupid, and when I say stupid, I say it lovingly, and something that I think a lot of people are going to dislike about this show, but I hope he does a lot of it. And, but not so much that he gets bad ratings, but the cursed amulet, and I, I guess the sponsor stuff, you could you could say sucks, but he did it so funny, I don't care. And uh, the cursed amulet and the sabra was really funny and really well done. Where the, <laughs> I mean, his reaction to it was really well done. Where the 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 hummus just ends up in his hand, and his reaction is awesome. So yeah, I mean. I know it's an ad. It's an ad he's doing, and it's in the first episode, and, and not even the first episode, but the first fifteen minutes. But hey, it made me laugh. And the, I think what made me laugh the most that he's he's reaching back into these. I don't know if they're. I didn't look it up. Are they? You guys probably know. Are they real Syrian uh, parts of myth mythology? And I think what I think he said two different two different cultures. Are they? I, I guess they're real. I'm I'm not, I'm not doubting his pronunciation. That's for sure because I can't re-pronounce it but I, that kind of joke was was on Colbert Report all the time and I I like that it's going on he's going to have this nerdy m- metaphysical humor that kind of stuff is, is great it's it's great and it might turn people off but I don't care um, uh, I did write something down the cursed amulet and the snake the snake headed fire god yeah that's something you would probably not see on Kimmel but maybe I don't watch him that much I might be wrong. Uh, oh, I don't really have a lot more to say. I guess this is going to be a short episode. I I look forward... Oh, the Jeb Bush interview. I think what a lot of us worry about Colbert going to late night is something that Colbert doesn't worry about at all because he doesn't care, <laughs> is that we're losing a a liberal voice. And I think this interview showed that it's... yeah. It's not. He's not going to be as t- hard talking as he would be on the Colbert Report, or as much as John Stewart would be. But he can't. He has to be a little bit more even-handed. But it, having said that, I think he was not as nearly as fawning as Found Jimmy Found, who I like a lot. But he is all his nothing but softballs. I thought his questions were a little more pointed, and I'd like that he involved himself in the question to get his brother and. T- to talk to bring up the George W. question, I, and I think that's something that's probably going to follow Jeb Bush's campaign trail. I mean, once the the Trump stuff dies down, if it dies down, maybe maybe it won't. But the comparisons to his brother are going to be constant. So it's nice that he got he gave Jeb a Bush Jeb Bush a chance to answer it. And I don't know how well he answered it for people who care, but he did give him a chance to answer it. And but he didn't he he didn't let him like. He he didn't let him get the glib, glib answer. He kind of stepped on it quickly when he says, "Well, I'm younger," and he's like, "No, no, policy." And I like that. He he kind of held him to it, but he didn't hold him to things quite as as much as he could have. But he ran with it when 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 he asked Jeb, what, "What's the deal with Jeb?" with an exclamation point, and Jeb was like, "It connotes enthusiasm," which was hilarious. And Colbert, I think, probably 
maybe he did because it says that there's stuff on the Late Show website you can watch, but he probably went on a 15-minute riff about Kenoda enthusiasm. But even as is, it was pretty funny. And apparently I saw on Twitter that there was a contest that Jeb Bush had where if you paid $3, you could win a chance to be on the Colbert Report. Not Oh, sorry. Late Show with Stephen Colbert and for this episode, and you could submit a question to ask Jeb. And when they looked into the audience to find the person who won, they couldn't find them. So that might be a like a small, small anecdote that explains the entire Jeb Bush campaign. But who knows? He might win. So I'm not going to jump ahead of myself. I hope not. Uh, yeah, but I liked the interview. It wasn't. It it it's not. It's not Stephen Colbert at the uh, at the press. Was it the press presidential press luncheon? Whatever that's called, where he where he kind of tore apart both the media and George Bush at once and was was it's just still riveting TV if you haven't seen it and I've already told you to see it about a million times but if you haven't seen it run out and watch it now that's my recommendation we're not really going to do rec- official recommendations but actually my recommendation will will be anything Colbert impact interview the 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 George Bush I forget what that thing's called but the press luncheon presidential press luncheon whatever that thing's called they do every year and most of the, most years is not some years it's it's good but a lot of years they kind of get lightweights in there. I, I know the year after Colbert was there, there, they brought out Rich Little. I don't know if he was alive at the time or if they had some kind of animatronic Rich Little come out, but that's what they used. So that just told you how how much of a blowback the Colbert thing was. And when you think about it, it's interesting that Jeb Bush was on this show because it, the story was that George W. Bush was not a big fan of Colbert after that. But maybe that's just a story. Um, I don't think I have a lot more. I like... Oh, Everyday People. I loved it. It's a it's a fun 70s or 60s. John would know. 70s, 60s song, Sly and the Family Stone. Don't know. I'll say that. And uh, I didn't know. I know there's a lot of famous people who are in that band. I just didn't know them. When I saw Mavis Staples, I thought we were going to learn about typing. Could have... That's my, that's, my, uh, that's my joke of the episode. I hope you laughed. Um, but no, I didn't. I don't really know her music that well. I know she's famous and I've probably heard her stuff often, but... I sometimes don't know the names. I definitely didn't recognize everybody, anybody on stage, but when I read the names later, I had heard of them. I think Ben, ben Folds was there? I might be wrong about that. But anyway, it was, in, in spite of all that, I thought it was great. It was awesome. The song, the <clears throat> production of the song was awesome. And at first I thought Colbert was not going to be involved at all. He was going to stay like out, out of the scene and watch. And I thought, well, that's really neat to give give his band leader a chance to shine and he did but when he came out I was thrilled because he was so so energetic and having so much fun with everyone else so yeah I I think and I'm interested to see what the rapport between him uh, between the, the band leader and uh, Colbert how that goes like I think some shows do it better than others and I'll be we'll, we'll see how it goes like this episode they just kind of didn't really have any conversation with each other and I, I don't know if they will or not if it'll just uh, you know, it won't be the Paul Schaefer sort of thing, but it might be something. We'll say, um, yeah. So I, I look forward to seeing how Colbert plays with the format. I feel like he's already done little bits and pieces, but maybe more will happen as the the show runs. Uh, for 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 sure, it's going to be funny. Uh, thus far, is proof to me that it's going to be funny. And uh, yeah, I would I would recommend you watch it. So. Uh, Okay, that's about it. I don't have anything else to say, and uh, goodbye.
We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeple chasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Brian Stucker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the start. It's gonna take some time and patience, but all the best things. What's up, donkeys? This is John talking about Stephen Colbert. What the fuck's it called? The Late Show with Stephen Colbert? I don't know, man. Yeah, Stephen Colbert's new Late Show. You know what I'm saying. Um, I have not listened to Pat's recording, but uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and and guess that he probably uh, overrated it a bit. I know he only did the first episode because he was out of town. Uh, I watched I watched the first week of it, and uh, I didn't think that first episode was so hot, to be honest. Um, I don't know why he did that, uh, national anthem at the beginning. I've said it a million times. That song sucks ass. I don't know why we keep using that as our national anthem. Uh, we should use Rock Lobster because people would get up for that. I would be down. Uh, B-52s from Athens, Georgia. The, the heartland of this great nation, I think. I don't know what they consider the heartland. Indiana? I don't know, why would that be the heartland? What the fuck comes from Indiana? Uh, abusive parents. And uh, who turn their children crazy. Uh, of course, I'm speaking of uh, Terrence Trent Darby and his family. But, uh, yeah, the... the I keep wanting to call it the Colbert Report. Uh, the Late Show with uh, Stephen Colbert. Um, the monologue was... Oof... I don't know. It didn't hit for me. Um, the Even the political stuff, like, the, I, I don't know. Donald Trump's kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, I like hearing him, hearing his take on it, but I didn't think it was anything special. It was just kind of mocking uh, Trump's stupidity, which which is fairly easy to do, I feel like. Um, and, and I thought the George Clooney bit really didn't work. And and the the fake movie clips, I mean, it's a good idea that I thought execution was not as great as the idea. Uh, I don't even remember who... Oh, yeah. Jeb Bush? Eh. I don't... Well, you know... I don't know. It's weird having politicians like that on there, because what... What do they ever say? They've got nothing to say, you know? He's... Bush is just, like, repeating lines that he thinks is funny from uh, previous, like, interviews and campaign speeches and shit. Um... They call me Vito Corleone. <laughs> uh, although Colbert's, you know, response that he was an anti-hero was pretty good. The anti-hero of that movie. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you don't expect anything deep from a Jeb Bush going on a late-night talk show. And, uh, really, I don't know. Where's Jeb Bush in the polls, anyway? I don't fucking know. I mean, who cares? As long as it's not another Bush dynasty. My favorite porno from the 70s, by the way. Uh, 
Oh, the 80s. I should have said the 80s because it would have been a takeoff on the TV show Dynasty, right? That, that had to start in the 80s, not the 70s. Dallas was 70s. Yeah, 80s. My favorite 80s porno. Scratch it. Oh, I'll edit it out. What the hell? Uh, yeah, and then, uh, who, oh, and then that weird music thing at the end where you're like, who the fuck is that? He's got like five million people on stage. I don't know who half these people are. And I guess he was showing photos of the audience, uh, but that wasn't really explained, um, back behind him. Anyway, I thought it was kind of a mess, that first, that first episode, um, and I know I, I really enjoy, you know, the, the Colbert Report and his character. I, I thought the... The writing was a little weak, um, not anywhere near as hard-hitting as, as the Colbert Report stuff, but I will say it got better as the week went on. Like, the uh, the Joe Biden interview was good, um, it was kind of poignant, and but but not funny, for sure. Um, how could it be? But I think the Friday show, which was uh, Amy Schumer... Uh, was and Paul Simon and uh, uh, shit. Oh, the who was it? The founder of Uber. Who you know? Who cares? Uh, yeah. To, why, why are you why are you interviewing CEOs still? Like, I don't know, man. Are they interesting people? Not really. I mean, they're ambitious, but is that interesting? May I? Fuck. Maybe it is. Maybe people are just like, oh, a millionaire. He's living the American dream. Whereas I tend to think, oh, a millionaire, he's, or a billionaire, really, right? Uh, uh, he's probably a shitty asshole. And uh, he does kind of seem like one. But I thought that show was good because uh, he, I think he was hitting his stride a bit more. And the, the writing seemed sharper and more pointed uh, by Friday's episode. More what I expect from Stephen Colbert. And uh, I liked it. The the another thing that kind of annoys me is that he feels I don't know he I get that he loves a lot of this music but we don't need to hear him singing it like I'll take Paul Simon as weak as his voice is at this point singing me and Julio down by the schoolyard over Stephen Colbert I know he only sang like one verse but or a chorus or whatever it was but uh he you know he's got like a uh, a high school choir voice or like a, uh, you know, a show tunes voice more than a, a rock voice. So it, it doesn't really fit in with the stuff he wants to sing. I, I mean, I would do the same thing. Shit, if I had a talk show, I'd be singing with everybody too. But it would also not be what people were tuning in to hear. Um, so those are the things that annoy me. Overall, I think it's going to be good. He's a, he's obviously funny. Um, he can do off-the-cuff shit well, and he's finally, I think after, by Friday's episode, he's he's using his own voice more and not worrying so much. I mean, he seemed really nervous that first episode to me, and I think he flubbed the line in the in the monologue. Um, but, but it's a, it's a good show. I just thought, uh, when it started, I was hoping it would be more than just a standard late-night talk show. I, th- I thought, I was hoping he would do something more with it, and it seemed very what everybody else was doing, um, which was a bit of a disappointment. But but I think he's going to get there. Um, I do, I really like when he does the political stuff and it's and it's uh, more barbed than, say, just the, the Donald Trump stuff. Not that Trump doesn't deserve it. 
but I, I saw more of that as the week went on, so uh, I'm hopeful, and I'll keep watching. I've got a season pass on it on TiVo. Uh, you know, humble brag. I have a fucking DVR. Anyway, yeah, that, that's my take. And I'll still watch, but, um, and, and I think it's just going to keep getting better. Who, Jesus Christ, Conan O'Brien sucked when he started. I bet Johnny Carson sucked when he started. I don't know. When did he start? I wasn't born. Um, and, well, actually, Letterman was pretty funny, although it, it doesn't hold up like those those first episodes that well when you watch them now. Some of it does. Uh, some of it doesn't. But, yeah, you you got to give people time, and, and with Stephen Colbert, I'm willing to do it. Um, I'll be interested to listen to what Pat had to say. I don't know. I'm sure he managed to work Muppets into it somehow. Um, but yeah, that first, if I was just going by the first episode, I have to give it like a C. Uh, and, and now I like, by the end of the week, I'm like, yeah, B plus keep going. You'll, you'll bring it up. Um, anyway, that's, that's my thoughts on Colbert. What was that? Like fucking five minutes. I don't even know. Uh, what am I supposed to talk about here? You don't want me to go into politics. Trust me. Um, I mean, I could, because I don't have anything else on my mind. I did have a uh, big fat chamay before I before I recorded this, because I needed some liquid courage. I don't know how to just record shit on my own. All right? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let me do... I'll, I'll try what, you know, the, the comedians do. Uh, what else going on? in the news but you know they actually have shit written for that it's it sounds like they're they're just talking off the top of their heads but uh peek behind the scenes behind the curtain they're not they got it all planned out uh even uh even the great uh fuck i can't think of his name dude what's oh wayne brady yeah wayne brady no not, not so off the cuff you can see he's got the wheels turning in his head. Like, like he's probably got like a, a mental filing cabinet for. Oh, this here's this scenario. Uh, this is what I'm gonna do. Anyway, I don't. I don't have that mental filing cabinet. So uh, I don't know. If you don't like it, you can buy it. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, we had to change our travel plans a bit because they got some uh, pretty heinous shit going on in certain certain sectors of uh, the European Union, and uh, don't don't want to take part in that. But you know what? Yeah, let's not get political. Let me not do my Bono impression here, uh, which, as you know, goes something like this: Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yeah, there's no need for that. Uh, 
I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to talk about? What does my life consist of? Uh, I go to work, uh, go to the gym, eat, watch TV. Oh, that's pretty much, uh, I mean, I guess that's basic American life, except for the gym part, probably. You know what I'm talking about? A lot of uh, uh, fatsos walking around in America. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, on the real tip, on the real, um, you know, sometimes I, uh, feel lonely. That's not true, actually. I live with my girlfriend. I'm, I, most of the time, feel more like I want people to go away than I feel lonely. Um, so, I'm sorry for lying to you, listeners. Uh, actually, it's not true either. I'm not really sorry. What do I care? Uh, yeah, 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 this is really uh, more difficult than you would think. Uh, probably just because I can't stop thinking about what the fuck am I going to say. And I've done pretty well so far saying nothing for like five minutes, right? you got to hand it to me for that. Uh, I don't know. You know, on the one hand, I'm like, I kind of want to do a good job, but, you know, how much can you say about a one-hour late-night talk show? Right? Like, it was good. I thought he was funny. Or the opposite. Um, And uh, on the other hand, I have five fingers. That joke, fucking classic classic never gets old or tired um yeah so so yeah Colbert's alright like he's the one I'll watch I, I don't really watch any of the others you know I'll watch the viral the clips that go viral is it really going viral when you're like marketing the fuck out of it uh and you've got like a multi-billion dollar corporation behind you I don't know if you can call those going viral um some bullshit Really, like it's 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 fucking it's like uh you remember those uh you probably don't because you're all like at least twenty years younger than I am but they had this commercial uh for I think it was Volkswagen and it was like it, I think the tagline was like it's like punk rock but a car some stupid shit like that right it was in the eighties and and everybody just laughed and laughed and now like people just buy into it. Like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, oh, it's a viral video. No, it's, it's, uh, it's got massive amounts of money and, uh, and people who can actually reach a huge audience behind it. Oh, let's call it viral, though. Because uh, it's really fucking underground. Oh, it's a grassroots campaign. Nah, it isn't. Uh, Gay Pride Week here in Oakland. Or, Gay Pride Week. Yeah, they, they only allow them one week here in Oakland. It's a gay pride parade day here in Oakland. Um, uh, very uh, much smaller than San Francisco gay pride. I guess that's not surprising. But driving by, they did have like a, like a bouncy house and a bouncy slide and shit going on. So um, they, it's more family friendly here, I guess, gay pride than San Francisco. I mean, depending on your family, you know, maybe you. Maybe you want your children having uh, uh, dicks with cock rings wagged in their faces all day. I don't know. Uh, who am I to judge? 
It's your life. Shit. This is the late 90s. It's you can do you can do what you want. You know, I don't fear sexuality. Um you know, except like the rocks. I don't know. I just don't like to think about it. Really is what it is. Or Vin Diesel or I I guess like anybody from uh Fast and Furious. RIP. Paul Walker. One of our best and brightest. You lived your life like a candle in the world. Peace, Paul Walker. I hope you finally found it. Your turbulent life. The fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, gay Pride Parade. So, that's good. I don't, I don't know. I like... Uh, I like that Oakland has, you know, these things just like San Francisco and they're like, don't get any fucking attention. It's great, though. You know, I'm all for it. But it is weird, right? Like family friendly gay pride. Like you, you always think of gay pride as like, let your freak flag fr- fly. Well, basically every every like major parade is like that, right? Isn't it like the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York and shit, right? Like it's it's all... It's all crazy. Uh, yeah, but Oakland, you know, the the ghetto city that nobody wants to visit. Oh, what a shithole. Oakland, Jesus Christ, what is it? Just like crime in every other apartment unit going down? Why would I visit Oakland? The hell? That's fine, dude. That's It's a shithole. That's what we'd like you to think. By all means, stay out. But family-friendly. Family-friendly Pride Day. Well, I guess they probably have... I mean, do they even have... Where do they celebrate? Like, where do they have uh, gay pride parades? Do they even have them in the flyover states? I'm guessing they probably don't. Like, uh, yeah, New Orleans, maybe. I mean, it's just called Mardi Gras there. Uh, maybe maybe Chicago. Probably Chicago, I would guess. Uh, Minneapolis? Mm, I don't know. Got a lot of... Uh, you got a lot of really reserved uh, Norwegian stock there in uh, Minneapolis. Let's not show any emotions, Olga. Let's not. Look, we all have feelings, but uh, it's 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 a little gauche to express them in any manner. Sure, I would have much rather been uh, living all this time with Olaf rather than you, Olga. You know, my my uh, high school best friend, I think he probably felt the same. But, you know, neither of us was ever going to bring that up. That's just not... Why rock the boat, Olga? You've given me strong uh, working stock children. I don't know. I don't know what the hell uh, those Swedes and Norwegians and stuff value. Uh, socialism. I'm all for that. All for that. And yet, Minneapolis, Mall of America, biggest capitalist uh, monument to capitalism. Well, maybe that's not true. Probably uh, Wall Street, right? Wall Street, monument to capitalism. Is that one? Monument to douchebags, really, is what it is. But, you know, so are malls, I guess. Maybe, uh, you know, uh, late capitalism or capitalism in its current form is... Uh, really equivalent to douchiness. Yeah? Could be. 
could be. I don't know. Who am I? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? No. Decidedly not Neil deGrasse Tyson. Also, he would probably have no say on any of this. Uh, but I couldn't think of a uh, sociologist, you know. Uh, some uh, ivory tower uh, Harvard professor, let's say. Uh, no, that's not me. Look, man. I live in Oakland. I don't even know what you want for... I don't even know why you're listening to me right now. I've obviously been talking out my ass for uh, the good two-thirds of this podcast. Or my segment of it. Therein. Wherewith... Uh, whence I have come. Uh, heretofore, I would like to say, yeah, I, I like the Colbert thing. No, I'm not even going to go back to it. What the fuck? I don't have anything else to say about that. Um, I don't know. How you guys doing? Shit's going crazy, huh? Fucking popping off in Syria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fires here in California. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't live in those uh, country bumpkin towns, one of those towns, so it doesn't really affect me. Oh, shit, our fucking, our cow's on fire. Oh, fuck. I hope we have cow fire insurance. Yeah, you should. I mean, you live amongst just fucking tinder. You, you, you might as well, you know, you might as well make your house out of matchboxes. Holy shit. Like, uh, what, I mean, matchboxes full of matches, I should have said. Because, uh, well, it's where you choose to live, man. You know, you want to live off the land, whatever that means. I don't know. I just assume it means you have a lot of bugs in your house. You know, you, you probably got some uh, manifesto somewhere in a drawer in your place. I don't know, man. I don't know what you do. I don't know what causes people to uh, go as off the grid as they can while still having electricity and internet connection and, uh, you know, exploiting people in China by their very actions. But still not in the city. Oh, not in the cesspool of a city. No, I got a, I got a cabin. Uh, 40 acres. 40,000 acres. I don't know. How much do these people own? Who the fuck? I don't know. They probably... Up there, you buy like 40,000 acres for probably like 15 bucks, I'm guessing. Because it's just dry grass and trees and uh, wolves and werewolves and maybe vampires, too. I don't know. That's where they lived in Twilight, right? Out in the woods? I didn't know they were woodsy types. I mean, werewolves make sense. Vampires? Hmm. I thought they were more European. Lived in castles. Not not quite as cool living in uh, fucking Olympia, Washington, right? I mean, I guess. But, you know, if you're immortal, dude, Paris. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Go fall in love with some uh, teenager and you're like 900 years old? Is that really cool? I mean, I, you know, I, I get it that you look like you're 19, too. You probably, I guess you became a vampire when you were 19, so you're... Permanent light, permanently 19? Is that how it works? But, like, mentally you're not 19, right? Hopefully you've learned something over those 900 years about life uh, beyond what a 19-year-old knows, which is everything, of course. Um, I was 19 once, I remember. But, yeah, well, I, man. Look, you, 
you got, I mean, you obviously can amass a fortune in that time. Just fucking, just go steal art, like, back when you're in the Middle Ages and shit. Jesus Christ, you know, you sell that in the 21st century. Holy crap, even if it's some shitty piece of art, you know, it's probably well-preserved and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, like, there's no way you're not going to be rich, a rich vampire. Like, you're a, you're a super dumb vampire if you're not rich, if you've lived 900 years. Super dumb. Uh, but you're going to go live in in some, like, fucking coastal Goonies town? That's where you want to retire? Dude, live a little. Wait, you got all the great cities in the world. You just turn into a bat and fly there, even. You don't even have to pay airfare, even though you're rich, unless you're dumb. But uh, I think I'll settle in Portland. Eh. It's good coffee. You know, a nice craft scene. What the fuck is wrong with that lady? What's her name? Stephanie Meyer? I don't know. I get them all mixed up. Her and uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and uh, fucking Virginia Woolf. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know why you would... I don't know, I can't go off anymore on this vampire thing. It's pro- I'm probably, like, stealing some shitty comedian's material anyway. Um, Carlos Mencia, I'm looking at you. I always try to steal his material. I think it's only fair. Uh, not because he steals other people's material, but because he's Hispanic. It's the American way. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Things are going pretty good here. Mostly, you know, I have plenty of socks. I I didn't always have plenty of socks. Now I have, like, way more socks than I need. Way more. And that's the, I, like, I feel like I've arrived. Like, that's a sign that you're living comfortably. There are times, you know, I would be fucking doing, doing laundry, like, I don't know, you know, every, every few days just to have some socks to wear. And, uh, and of course... When you're poor like that, you also don't have, like, a washer and dryer in your unit. You know, I have to go pay to do laundry um, just to have socks. And socks that will have holes in them or the fucking bottoms would be, like, threadbare. You could see through them and shit. Um, fucking just buried in socks now, man. Uh, good ones, too. Like, I got these dry fit socks. I don't know who makes them. Nike? Who gives a shit? Uh, they're pretty good, though. Let me look. Yeah, they are Nike. They got the little Nike logo. Uh, you guys all know the like the Nike logo. Little horse with a polo rider on top of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's weird when you get to my age. Like, I am not rich by any means. Um, but I live comfortably now, and it kind of freaks me out sometimes. Like... I don't know, should I feel guilty about this? On the other hand, I don't know, I lived in plenty of squalor in my life. Uh, most of my life, I think it's probably fair to say. Well, maybe not. I, a good portion of my life, I lived in squalor. Um, so I can't really feel too guilty about it. Uh, on the other hand, you know, it's a lot of socks, man. Like, I don't know that people need this much so- many socks. This much socks? I guess they both work. Uh, you know, and, and why socks? Like, why all, why was that the thing? 
Oh, he got plenty of socks. Uh, not uh, you know the the classic bad Christmas gift when you're a kid, socks, uh, or really anything from your your grandparents who are by definition clueless. Um, ah, he needs a sweater probably. No, I live in California. I really don't. Actually, you live in California too. So what the fuck are you thinking? Uh, why don't, yeah, why don't you get me an ugly penguin sweater? Uh, at at Kmart. That sounds great, Grandma. That's what every kid. Were you ever a kid? I get it. You're a kid during the Depression, where you know, uh, a penguin sweater was, oh, that was the ritziest thing you could get, as a gift. Oh my God, a penguin sweater. I'll wear it always, uh, as I eat, uh, this dust, for breakfast. And uh, and and. Uh, don't go to school because I've got to work to help feed the family more dust. But, uh, you know, when I was a kid in the 70s, come on, man, they had some cool shit. Some cool shit in the 70s that you could buy. Toys. You ever hear of that? Yeah, kids, kids like toys. Fucking sound the alarm, grandparents. Children like toys. They don't need clothes. Shit. Kids don't even, kids will run around naked. They don't give a fuck. Buy a penguin sweater and shit. Actually, penguins are cool. Like a walrus sweater, let's say. That would piss me off. Some Cosby-looking shit. Ah, great grift. Great grift. Great gift, Grandma. You dumb bitch. Oh, I know you're dead. Sure. You died years ago, and yet you still somehow managed to uh, will me a shitty gift. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, how did I get on this? I don't even know. Man, I went to the gym today. My butt hurts, man. Just like one side. I don't know how I even pulled a muscle in my butt. Here's here's what I did. Uh, fucking uh, stationary bike. Kick some ass, too, if I don't say so. Oh, well, obviously. Obviously. Literally. Kick some ass. Uh, stationary bike. Um, did a bunch of sit-ups. Uh, did this weight thing where you... Uh, it's like a bar over your head. You pull it down behind your head. Back up. Look, I'm sure there's a name for it, but you get what I'm saying. And uh, then there's... And then uh, did some more weights on this, uh, this machine where... It's, it's weights, and you, uh, you there's handlebars, like you're sitting down, handlebars out to the side, you push down with both your arms, and then bring it back up, it like works out your chest and your, uh, and your biceps. So, how I hurt my butt at the gym, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, maybe God just hates me. I've always assumed. Maybe it's proof. You're going to pull muscles you're not even working. Stupid idiot. I mean, I'm sure I work out wrong. I notice a lot of times, like, when I'm working out, especially, like, if I'm on the, the stationary bike, fucking, I will realize how tense I am. Like, my arms and shit. Just tense all over. I'm like, oh, shit. What am I doing? I got to calm down, man. Relax. I try to loosen up. Like, two minutes later, tense as shit. So if anybody's got any... uh remedy for that that doesn't involve chanting some 
bullshit, uh, let me know. Because I don't know. I don't know. Are you relaxed? How do people relax? Like, I went to a, a fucking, you know, you're a stress case piece of shit asshole uh, thing one time where they're like, all right, we got to teach you to calm the fuck down, dude. Um, and I went to it, and I swear to God, man, the first thing, it's like, oh, sit down, close your eyes, imagine you're in your favorite place. And I was like, I can't, though, because I'm here. I'm in this room with you, you weirdo, with, like, pictures of waves on the TV screen. Uh, I'm not I'm not in my favorite place, right? I mean, actually, that happened to be my favorite place. But, you know, just, that was just by chance. Uh, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you do, how do you delude yourself into that? Like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm riding a bike on a beach with Ryan Gosling. You know, can you really do that? Like, just, oh, imagine you're there. Put yourself there in your mind. I can't do it, dude. I can't hear the fucking air conditioner. What are you talking about? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I wish I could do that kind of shit. Life would be much easier, right? If you can just be like, oh, bump the door. I'm, uh, I'm uh, f- flying at 30,000 feet now. Oh, it's so great and relaxing. But I know, I, I'm not, like... I'm not. I'm in this room uh, with your punk ass trying to use, you know, very, very calming tones when you speak to me. And it doesn't work, man. Like, I can't. I don't know. Shit. But more power to you if you can do that kind of thing. I mean, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it really does wonders for your personality. And you can uh, pretend to be whatever the hell you want. Uh, I cannot. I can only be what I am. Uh, which is obviously a pretty fucking great guy. Thank you. Thank you. No, please. 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 <sighs> How long have I been going now? Jesus Christ, it's only like nine minutes since I asked last night. I could have sworn that was a good 15 minute chunk of uh, stupidity. Man, I wonder how long Pat's is. I'm gonna be pissed if it's like five minutes. Ass. But Pat's on vacation. I don't know. I don't know anybody who goes away for the weekend as often as this dude. What do you do? What? what I don't know. I don't know what people do. What do you do in your free time? I don't, like I said, I go, go to the gym, uh, watch TV, eat. I don't know, what am I going to do, go to a club? I've been in a 16-year relationship. What am I going to clubs for? I don't know, man. I guess you go to bars, but, you know, that's kind of expensive. Like I said, I just had a Chimay at home. Half the price I would have gotten at a club. And I can also uh, hear myself talk. So, another bonus. I, oh, I guess maybe people have friends, other people. You do, you do stuff with them. I don't know, man. I'm always, like, parties kind of bum me out. Like, unless I'm throwing the party, and then I know everybody there, and I'm cool. But, like, a lot of times it's just so loud, and you can't, like, you can't have a real good conversation with anybody. Or, or else you just sit, like, with the same person the whole night and have a conversation, and you're, like, hanging out. You don't 
like even deal with anybody else, but it kind of defeats the purpose of a party, right? Why didn't you and that dude just go hang out in a club or a bar? Yeah, I don't know, man. I admire you people who can navigate that shit. That's not for me. I'm just like, oh, God. It starts crushing me. I'm just going to have a million little shallow conversations with people I barely know. I pretend to be a lot more excited to talk to them than I am. Alcohol helps, obviously. Uh, good food, too, you know. Food food will make a difference, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just not a, uh, a party guy. Um... Although I do like to rock and roll all night. But, you know, during the day, it's all business. Bills to pay. Um, I don't know. Waiting for the new fall season of TV. See, this is this is my life. This is what I'm going to talk about. Fucking TV. What else? What else am I going to talk about? I don't know. I get this weird, uh, long-ass eyelash that keeps coming back. Anybody got any tips for that? What, electrolysis? Cut all my eyelashes and eyebrows off. It's weird when you get old, man. You start getting weird-ass hairs that are, like, hella long and scraggly and usually, like, deadly white. White as snow. Uh, But they're all, like, wiry and shit. Like, they're not attractive. So you just got, like, this antenna thing sticking out of your head or your ear. Uh, in contrast to all your other hair, so glaringly obvious, and you get home at the end of the day, you're like, shit, why did nobody tell me that? Obviously that thing was was some kind of mutant offspring of my normal hair, and you you know, you let me walk around like that all day? Oh, maybe that's why I don't have friends. Not trustworthy. Did he tell people when they have bad breath? Like, I would pray somebody would tell me if I had really bad halitosis. Honestly, or, you know, or, like, something hanging out of my nose or something. Like, don't just let me walk off. But I know people who are like, I would never do that. That's what... Why? You're more embarrassed to say something. Like, your embarrassment counts for more than my embarrassment going through the day meeting tons of people with something going on. That's a little fucked up. I will tell somebody. I have no problem. Uh... They usually thank me. Occasionally they kick me in the groin. Is that the correct term? Is that part right behind your knee? Yeah. Anyway. I don't know, man. I am just talking nonsense. Has it been long enough? Can I just stop for the love of God? Did Pat do a recommendation? Who am I asking? I don't know. Do I have to do a recommendation too? That's weird. I don't even know. So I'm going to do a recommendation. He's going to get off scot-free. It seems, uh, I don't know. It seems unjust. But, yeah, um, I'll do a recommendation. You know you, you know what you guys should watch? Uh, if you haven't already, I just watched it. Uh, the Spike Lee documentary, uh, When the Levy Broke, or Levies Broke, on Katrina. Um, got some personal you know, connections to all that, but even if you don't, uh, powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. Uh, yeah, it's really, really fucking good. Make you angry and sad. And really, are there any other emotions? It runs the whole spectrum. Yeah, you'll feel it all watching that. Um, 
Let's see, I talked about my butt uh, numerous times. Uh, shit. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Oh, what else is going on? I gotta put this thing up in like an hour so Pat can uh, get it ready for you all tomorrow. So you know, you don't need to listen to me sit here and ramble and just find different ways to say nothing, uh, which I'm pretty good at. Just ask my therapist. I don't have a therapist. I did go to, you know, I never found a therapist that I've gone to a few. Eh. The first one was like a psychiatrist, and I don't. He just seemed like so cold and bored with her. I mean, I honestly, he seemed like he had more mental problems than I did. Uh, he's like, yeah, that's great. Okay, what else? What else? All right, here's some uh, pills that are gonna fuck you up really bad. No, see you next week. Yeah. Oh. Beep, boop, beep. Sorry, did I let that get out? I didn't mean for you to hear that. Please go. Uh, and then and then I had one uh, more recently who was... Look, he was a nice guy, but, you know, it's like... Uh, oh, was there any abuse? You know, any sexual abuse? Blah, blah, blah. blah. Was your childhood a blah, blah, blah? I'm like, dude, this, this is like the kind of shit like people who have never even taken a psychology class figure out just from popular culture, right? Like, yeah, I would, I would get it if that was the issue, probably. You know, I saw Goodwill Hunting. Like, if that was what was causing all this, I think I'd be able to admit it. Uh, but you know, it, it was just like it was like that. He, uh, you know, when you're feeling uh, really anxious or depressed, maybe uh, try tying a rubber band around your finger. That that was a thing. He said, "I'm like, yeah, no." It's it's just like the you know imagine yourself on a beach now that that's not gonna work for me sorry I'm a little little beyond that mentally um, anyway I don't know why I started talking about shit again I should just uh, let you all go uh, uh, but before I do uh, let's let's check in with Bono again no I'm not gonna do that uh, all right so yeah uh, I would say watch it you know watch the the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, it's going to keep getting better, I feel like. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I uh, hope you enjoyed this rambling uh, bullshit. And uh, hopefully next time, Pat, you know, hopefully Pat will come back alive from his trip. And uh, we'll be, it'll be a lot more smooth next time. Well, I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not like Pat and I are smooth, but... Uh, it won't just be my stupid voice. So, uh, anyway, until next time. Oh, I bet Pat said all that shit about right to us, right? Oh, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody.